Praise the Lord, church. Praise the Lord, church. Amen. So happy to be in the house of the Lord tonight. For those joining us and online, uh, we thank you for joining us to our watch night service. Uh, we're here. We're excited for what God has done this year, what he's getting ready to do going into this next year. Um, for the first few minutes, we're just going to invite everybody, whether you're here, whether you're online joining us tonight, uh, we're going to just enter in and join together the presence of God and uh, have some pre-prayer. So we're going to take this time just to pray for a few minutes, usher in the presence of the Lord, and then we'll be getting into our service tonight. Amen.
Praise the Lord, everyone. He alone is worthy. He alone is worthy of our glory and our honor, of our praises. Amen? Amen. I want to greet you tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. I want to greet each and every one of you, 
sitting here before me and um, our online members. I want to greet you also in the name of Jesus Christ. We are at the very last day in this year. And God has kept us. Amen. So many things could have happened, but he kept us. He had his hands upon us, and we are grateful. Amen. Amen. Tonight, as customary, we start off by reading a uh, scripture. And this um, scripture will be read from Psalm 24. I'm going to invite you to stand for the reading. Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who shall stand in his holy place? He that had clean hands and a pure heart, who had not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. He shall receive the blessings from the Lord, and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob, Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Amen. Amen. Praise Him. Come on, let's continue to worship the Lord tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He's indeed worthy to be praised tonight, Lord God. We love you. We adore you. We praise your name tonight, Lord God. Amen, amen. Before we get into a prayer tonight, I just want to echo the sentiments also and greet everyone in the mighty name of Jesus. Those are here to worship the Lord with us, our online congregation. We welcome you tonight and I pray that you'll enjoy and be a participator in our service tonight. Amen. God has something planned for us tonight. Amen. And we come with an expected mind and heart tonight to hear from the Lord. Amen. So we're going to ask you to join with us as we pray tonight that the Lord will have his way in our service. Amen. And bless our service tonight. Amen. I remember back in the days we used to read, uh, we go through the, 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 there's 365 days in the year. So we are about the 364 point before the day, before the year is over. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So right on the brink. Amen. So we're going to pray tonight and ask the Lord to be with us, bless us, and that he will keep us tonight. Let's pray together. Father God, we love you. You are great and greatly to be praised. There is none like you. There is none to compare. You are the one that we adore. You are the one that we worship and praise, O oh God. We thank you, Lord God, for this another privilege, O oh God, another opportunity that you have given unto us to be in your presence, Lord God. 
For in your presence there is fullness of joy. And at your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Lord God, we adore you. Lord God, we exalt your name. We praise your name. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Lord God, you reign from everlasting to everlasting. You are the King eternal, immortal, the invisible God. You are the only wise God. You are the one that is and that is to come. You are the one that we worship, praise, and adore. You are the one that died for us. You are the one that's coming back for us, O oh God. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for giving us this privilege to be in your presence tonight, Lord God. For in your presence there is fullness of joy. And at your right hand there are pledges forevermore. You are great and greatly to be praised. You do miracles so great, Lord God. There is none like you, none to compare. Father God, as we gather in your presence tonight, oh God, we are here to worship you, to magnify your name, to call upon your name, to lift up your name. You alone, oh God, is worthy to be praised. Father God, as we pray tonight, Lord God, we want you to be a part of everything, oh God, that we do in this place tonight, Lord God, that whatever will be said tonight in words and in deeds will be done to the glory and to the honor of your name. Father God, we ask you, Lord God, that you pour upon us, oh God, your spirit like never before. As the scriptures say, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. Oh God, we want you to fill this place tonight with your spirit, Lord God. Let your spirit, Lord God, oh God, overshadow this place tonight, Lord God. Help us, Lord God, to put aside and lay aside every weight and every sin that so easily beset us and let us run this race with patience, looking unto you, the author and the finisher of our life, oh God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by you, and without you was not anything made that was made. In you was life, and life was the light of man, and the light is shining in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Father God, we're so glad, oh God, that you, uh, oh God, create in us, Lord God, a clean heart tonight, Lord God. We ask you tonight, Lord God, to renew a white spirit, Lord God. Help us, Lord God, to look to you from whence commit our help. Help us to look to you who is the sustainer, the author, and the finisher of our life, O oh God. It is you that quicken us, O oh God. It is you that transform us, O oh God. It is you that made us to be what you want us to be. Oh God, we ask you tonight, Lord God, that you will touch us individually. Oh God, touch us collectively. Oh God, I pray that there will be a move. Oh God, from the pulpit to the pew tonight. Oh God, we ask you to touch every person in this place tonight, Lord God. We ask you anointing upon every person. Oh God, from our pastor. Oh God, to everyone in the congregation. Those that are watching us, they are online, oh God. Wherever they are tonight, I pray and ask you Lord God, that you will touch them, Lord God. Move upon them, Lord God. Let there be a move of your spirit in their home like never before, Lord God. Oh God, that they will worship you, oh God, in this liberation, Lord God. You say we should stand fast, therefore in this liberty where you have made us free and be not again entangled with the yoke of bondage. Oh God, help us to cast all our cares upon you, Lord God, for you care for us, oh God. Help us, Lord God, to look to you 
Help us, Lord God, to serve you with all our hearts, oh God, with all our minds, oh God. Help us not to lean unto our own understanding, oh God, but in all our ways, oh God, we will acknowledge you. Father God, we ask you, Lord God, tonight, oh God, that you'll touch us, Lord God. Those that are among us, oh God, that are not well in their body, you will touch them, Lord God. Those that are online, Lord God, that are not well in their body, we pray, Lord God, the Spirit of God will transform them tonight. We'll heal them tonight, Lord God. We ask you, Lord God, that you'll move upon us like never before. Oh God, as we gather together in this place to worship you, Lord God, we cover ourselves to you. Oh God, we'll present our bodies to you tonight as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto you, which is our reasonable service. Help us not to get conformed to this world, but help us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind that will prove what is our good and perfect and acceptable will of God. Oh God, we want your will to be done in this place, oh God. Oh God, we want you to take, oh God, give us, oh God, a spirit like never before. Oh God, I will worship you, oh God, like never before, Lord God. Oh God, it could be any day. It could be at any moment. Oh God, but we want to be ready that when the trumpet sound, oh God, we will be ready to make heaven our home. We will be ready to make it in the rapture, Lord God. For you say, you're going to prepare a place for us that where he is, we may be also, Lord God. Help us, Lord God, not to look to the left, nor to the right, Lord God, but we'll look to you from whence cometh all our help. Oh God, we ask you, Lord God, that you'll purify our hearts tonight, purify our minds tonight, oh God. We ask you to help us to be what you want us to be. Father God, as we pray tonight, Lord God, we ask you, Lord God, that you will move mightily among us tonight, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that you will bless every aspect of the service like never before. Oh God, those that will be involved in the service here in the congregation, that you will bless us, Lord God. Those that are home, Lord God, I pray and ask you, Lord God, that too, they too will be a participator, Lord God. We pray and ask you, Lord God, that you will move upon us like never before. Oh God, we glorify your name. Oh God, we praise your name for your great and your mighty Lord God. Let your will be done, Lord God. Let your kingdom come, Lord God, as we praise your name. Lord God, as we magnify your name, as we call upon your name tonight. Your name is Jesus. Your name is great and greatly to be praised. Oh God, as we worship you tonight, we ask you, Lord God, that you'll speak to our hearts tonight, oh God. Speak to our minds tonight, Lord God. I pray and ask you, Lord God, that you will use us like never before, Lord God. Help us not to be ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God and to salvation. Oh God, you said the race is not for the sweat, nor the battle for the strong, but they would endure to the end. Help us to endure to the end, oh God. Oh God, we know your coming is near. Oh God, and we ask you, Lord God, that you'll help us to be ready, Lord God. Oh God, help us to look to you, Lord God. We know, Lord God, you brought us into this place for such a time as this. And Father God, as we pray tonight, we ask you, Lord God, that you'll move upon us like never before. Let there be a move, Lord God. Let there be an action like never before. Let there be an open like never before, oh God. Oh God, we love you. Oh God, we adore you tonight. Oh God, we magnify your name. For the name of the Lord, it is a strong and mighty tower. The righteous run into it and they are saved. Oh God, help us, Lord God, not to be 
Oh God, what we want to be. But oh God, we'll be what you want us to be, Lord God. So Father God, as we pray tonight, we ask you, Lord God, that you'll move like never before. Oh God, as we worship you tonight, Lord God, we worship you in the beauty of holiness. We worship you and give you praise tonight, oh God, for your great, oh God. Let your will be done tonight. Oh God, let your will be done, oh God, in this place like never before. Oh God, I pray that someone will make up in their mind, Lord God, to give their life to you, oh God, before this air closed, oh God. Someone will make up in their mind to get baptized in the name, oh God, and to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Oh God, we ask you, Lord God, that you pour out your spirit upon our own flesh tonight, oh God. Have your way tonight in this place, oh God. Oh, have your way in this place tonight, oh God. Oh, Jesus, we love you, Lord. Oh, God, we adore you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, in advance for what you're about to do, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for blessing us, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, for bringing us here tonight, Lord God. And Father God, we ask you, Lord God, that you'll move upon us. Have your way tonight, Lord God. We worship you. Oh God, we adore you. Oh God, we magnify your name tonight. In the name of Jesus. Come on, child. Let's just come to the worship of the Lord. Oh, let's just come to the worship of the Lord, oh God. Oh God, you're great. Oh God, have your way tonight in this place, oh God. As we say thanks in Jesus' name, we pray. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we bless Let's your continue name. to bless the Lord in this place. Hallelujah. If you're joining us online, we want you to interact. We want you to engage in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. We worship you. We bless your name. Hallelujah. Somebody clap your hands, hallelujah. In your home, wherever you at, clap your hands, hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. I want to clap a little louder than before. I want to sing a little louder than before. I want to jump higher than before. I want to shout a little louder than before. Lift your voice and sing freedom, 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 freedom. Sing freedom. Anybody free? Sing freedom, freedom, freedom. Oh, freedom. I want to sing a little louder than before. I want to spin wilder than before. We bless you, Lord. I want to shout a little louder than before. You're supposed to sing freedom, freedom. Sing freedom, freedom. Christ, I'm free indeed. With Christ, I'm free indeed. In Christ, I'm free indeed. Say freedom. Freedom. I want to lift my hands higher than before. 
Write them on, write 
them on the tablet of your heart. Sing, write them on, write them on the tablet of your heart. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me will forever be fruitful indeed. I am the way, the truth, and the light. No one gets to the Father except that he comes through me. So let not mercy and truth say forsake you, forsake you. Let not mercy, oh God, say forsake you, forsake you. Say we really ought to write them on the tablet of your heart. Say we'll take the word and we really, really, really ought to write them on the yeah. of your heart. I am the way, I, I am the way. way. Sing the truth and the light. The truth and the light. No, no one gets to the, the Father except that he goes through. Let not mercy and truth sing forsake, forsake you. Let not mercy, oh God, sing forsake you, forsake you. Sing right, right, them on the tablet of your heart. Jesus, say write them on, write them on the tablet of your heart. Hallelujah, Jesus. This is my favorite part. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your mind. Trust in the Lord with all your strength. Say, Lean not to your own understanding. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your mind. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your strength. Sing, lean not, lean not to your own understanding. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. 
you may be seated if you can praise the name of the lord amen we serve an awesome god amen is worthy to be praised trust in the lord with all your heart lean not unto your own understanding i will hide his word in my heart amen i'm not going to hide his word somewhere else I'm not going to bury it under the bush. I'm going to hide his word in my heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We want to greet you one more time. And um, 
you know, we're, we're praying and we know the next time around we'll have a lot more family members that has been missing tonight in the house of God to praise and to worship the Lord. Amen. Um, you know, the, the, the time that we're living in, unfortunately, is not the, the way it was a few years back where we have a full house in the house of God. In fact, for the past couple of years, things has changed for us um, with this, um, you know, pandemic that we're in um, and the spread of this um, virus that's going on around. But, you know, and it's, it's so important it is for us to, you know, trust in the Lord with all our hearts and all our minds. Amen. So I, I have a task tonight to um, update a couple of things. Um before we uh, move right on into the remaining portion of the service. Um, so while our online congregation, we're going to have a time for testimony. So hopefully you can have your testimony, our online congregation. If you have any testimony that you want us to share with the congregation tonight, you can feel free. I know, you know, we kind of limited with our um, whatever we can put over the Internet. It's not the same as being in person. So you may have just like a line or two that you want to just praise God and thank God for. But we'll be glad to, you know, shout out your your, your uh, testimony tonight. Amen. So uh, feel free to send in your testimony for online. And those that are in the house of God will get a chance to testify tonight. Amen. Amen. But I want to give you a, a brief update on our uh, REACH um, program that we're currently in. Um, our REACH, as you know, is um, we, we, we started out our commitment um, on uh, October 31st, 2021, which was a few months ago for our building fund project. Um, we have our first fruit pledge that we had was... Uh, November 7th, uh, a month ago, that was when our first pledge uh, came in. But I want, Sister Patrice, if you can turn with me, um, uh, just going to read a quick uh, verses of scripture here, a couple of verses of scripture, in fact, from St. John chapter 2. If you have your Bible, you can at home, if you have your Bible, you can turn with us, read to St. John chapter 2. Very familiar story. Most of you, you know, somewhat familiar with the story but it reads and the third day there was a marriage in Canaan of Galilee and the mother of Jesus was there and both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage uh, and when they wanted wine the mother of Jesus said unto him they have no wine Jesus said unto her woman what have I to do with thee Mine own hour is not yet come. His mother said unto his servant, Whatsoever he said unto you, do it. And there was set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews concerning two or three franken apiece. Jesus said unto them, Fill the water pot with water. And they filled them up to the brim. They didn't just fill it halfway. They filled it to the brim. And he said unto them, Draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feasts. And they bear it. Verse 9, And when the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, he knew not whence it was, but the servant which drew the water knew 
the governor of the feast called the bridegroom and said unto him, Every man at the beginning both set forth good wine, and when men have well drunk, then that which is worse, but thou hast kept the good stuff, the good wine, until now. Final verse. The first miracle that Jesus performed in the New Testament was he turned water into wine. And for, you know, the, 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 the chapter that I just read and the few verses that I read, amen, um, you can see the rich program that we're in, it's only a miracle that's going to help us to get to where we're trying to go. It's not going to come easy. It's going to come by sacrifice. I want to read one more chapter in Ecclesiastic chapter, uh, Ecclesiastic chapter 10, verses 19. Amen. If you have that one, you can turn to Ecclesiastic chapter 10, verses 19. Amen. And it reads, A feast is made for laughter, and wine maketh merry. But money answers some things. Money answers all things. Here we are in a rich uh, program. We, we have a total of 50 people given commitment. We have 36 that have committed and have started out to pay their total commitment. We have 11 have not committed but contribute. We have 3 committed and have not yet contributed. You know, you hear I talk over and over, week after week, in most cases, that we're trying to raise one point seven to 2.5 million dollars. The scripture that is still up there in uh, in uh, Ecclesiastic chapter 10 verses 19 said money the last part of the verse said but money answered all things. But we're trusting God that um, with what we're doing we're taking everything that we're doing unto God because is the one that give it and is the one that take it away. Um, in fact, what we're in right now, there's no turning back. Whether you like it or not, whether you make a commitment or not, whether you started to pay towards it or not, we can't turn back now. We want to have a place where all our families and friends can be sit comfortably and worship God, where we can be in one accord. And not only that, but if we should, you know, in another year or so, if we still have in a pandemic, we'll have plenty of space for us to have social distancing. So you don't have to worry about staying at home on a watch night service. Back in my days growing up, when it's watch night, New Year's Eve, I'm out there getting ready for sunsplash. I'm getting ready to go to parties. But, you know, I know it's a different era that we're living in, different time that we're in. But, you know, saying this to say that 
we want everyone to able to come to be a part of what God asks for us. But the only way we can achieve and make sure our promises come true is by us putting uh, our uh, money where our mouth where our money is. Amen. See it in the verse of scripture up there. Amen. So the, the total amount that we uh, uh, collect, um, the total commitment that we have collect um, is one hundred and sixty-six thousand eight hundred and twenty-five. That's the amount that is committed. But the amount that we collect thus far is sixty-one thousand three hundred and three dollars. Now, do the math. We're trying to raise one point seven to two point five million. Are you saying, Brother Scarlett, that's not easy? How are you gonna do that with just a hundred and sixty-one, sixty-six thousand? If everyone give faithfully to the Lord, Amen. Because you are gonna be benefited from this. Your family is gonna be benefited from this. Your children are going to be baptized in the house that we're trying to get. You are going to have funeral service in the home that we're trying to get. We're going to have marriage in the building that we're trying to get. We're going to have banquets in the building that we're trying to get. We're going to get everything, but we're going to have plenty of room for us to have what we need. Amen. But we need, you know, we need you to, to be supportive if we can, let me put it this way. If we couldn't raise at least 500,000, I would say that's fair for us to say, okay, at least we have something decent. We still need 1.7. But that's helped towards, that's just a little piece of what we're trying to still accomplish. But we know with the help of God and with our spiritual journey, we are hoping that everyone can be and we can join together and we can take this thing by force. Amen. It's for us. What God has for us is for us. And we can't turn back right now. We already signed the contract and it can be any day now. You know, it's going into the new year. But once the new year come in, we can hear, you know, it's time for us to sit at the table. I will make sure, want to make sure once we get that call, we can go to sit with the, the, the seller for the building and we can sign it. But we want everyone that if you have not yet contributed, if you have not yet partnered with us, we would like you to partner with us. We would like you to able to be a part of the miracle that God asks for us. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. Don't look unto what you have in your bank account. You may have a small amount. Don't worry that if you give it to the church, uh, look at the building. You see that building there? You don't worry about, oh, I'm going to draw my account. Listen, um, I, I shared a testimony, but I, I didn't want to share it because I, I saved it for testimony. I shared it. But um, if we only knew the blessing that salvation brings, you know, we will never stay away. But the only way we can be a blessing is by us putting the place to be a blesser. We have to make sure we, we can able to bless. Amen. So we're asking you, you know, do the best you can. You know, get your funds in and make, you know, that sacrifice that you can to make sure we can get what we're trying to accomplish in due time. Amen. Amen. So now we're going to...
testimony. So now we're, we're going to have testimony time. So we're going to open the floor. I don't know if we get any online testimony yet, but we're going to open the, the, the floor up for anyone that want to testify. I can start it out since uh, and then give you time to prepare. So I, I, as I was saying, I, I remember um, my wife can correct me if I'm wrong. I, th- I think it was 12 years ago um, when we were trying to purchase our home. Um, the accountants that we have at the time, um, he said, there is, there is no way you can be able to afford this home. Um, look what we were making then, and look where we were. Um, I said, we're just going to trust God. And man, 12 years later, what the accountant, let, let, me, let me just back up. The accountant that we had at the time, he was a believer. But for some reason, I don't know if the God that he believes in was the same God that I believe in. Because, and yes, he was a oneness accountant. And it, it, it was sad to me because he did all our accounting for a number of years. And then he has the nerve to say to me, man, you guys paying 20% instead of 10% when you, when you calculate all your, your tithes and offerings. 30, I'm correct, my wife? Yeah, about 30%. So, you know, because, you know, we believe in giving. And if we're contributing towards a cause where we know, you know, um, that we're going to be benefiting from later on, I have no withholding. I'm going to put everything in it that I can afford. I'd still pay my, pay my bills. But God opened the door faithfully, and we were Haber, you know, 12, 12 years later, you know, we're still there. And he said, man, look what God is doing. You know, I remember one year, you know, we, we, we did our taxes for, for the business, and we ended up having to pay back almost $40,000. So I said, are you kidding me? I said, where, where is the money? Where are we going to find that money to pay back? But God knows everything best. We paid whatever he said we owed to the government. We do what we had to do to make sure it happened. And we paid unto God. I mean, God opened up doors for us, man. I didn't leave. I didn't pass. I didn't sweat one bit. When my wife said, what are we going to do? I said, what are we? I don't know what we're going to do. We're just going to trust the Lord. Amen. But my wife is going to continue with the testimony. I just wanted to interject that the when um God was opening up the door this was when you know the accountant thought we were not able to um afford it God out of the blues that year opened up the door and he said it's like every time he would say put that away for taxes put that away for taxes put that away for taxes and at the end of the day when we went back to the accountant he was blown away he couldn't believe it and when he did our taxes, yes, 40000 but we already put it away because God knew. And that was how he prepared us to be able to afford to get that house. So whatever seemed impossible to man is very possible to God. And he knew the need was coming, so he made a way, and he's just awesome. So just giving God all the glory and all the honor. Amen. Someone else have a testimony you want to share with us. Amen. Come on, don't be shy. 
Hallelujah. I'm sure. I don't want to call no names. I'm looking. I don't know you're looking at me. But testify. You got to testify. You can share something. Go ahead, Papa Jay. Praise the Lord, everyone. Um, my wife can correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> About four or five years ago, I went, um, I'm a diabetic, so <clears throat> I went to the doctor for a regular checkup. Now, I went for the checkup. He said, that machine, you got to look through it, but the insurance ain't going to pay for it. You can go to the next one. I said, okay, I'll go to the next one. When I go to the machine, he said, hmm. go back to the other one. He said, you don't want to look through. Now, when I look through it, right, that machine showed the back of the hand. I had a torn retina. It was just hanging on by the thread of the teeth. He said, you have to have immediate surgery. I said, hmm. I called my wife. He didn't even want me was to drive back home. I was living about 25 minutes from home. Anyhow, we checked around. We got a second opinion. Same thing happened. Now, the doctor that gave me the second opinion said, everybody's going in a conference. So, he shopped around. He called. He found somebody in um, West Palm Beach. That was about a hour from us. The guy said, okay, I'll see you in the morning. Went down there in the morning, same thing. You got to come back tomorrow. No, it was so bad that he said, you got to hold your head down. And I asked my wife, please, don't hit no pothole. So the following morning now, when I went for the surgery, and they prepped me, you know, lie on my back, and I lie on my back and saw that doctor push about a three-inch long needle in the back of my eye. And everything that he was doing, he explained to me, I understand. But after the surgery, and I went back the following morning for a checkup for him to look at the eye. When he pulled the bandage from my eye, not one speck of white you could see in my left eye. I said to myself, Jesus Christ, am I going to see again? Not one speck of white. So I'm saying this to saying that God is good. Because I didn't know that a man could push that long needle behind my eye. I didn't feel a thing. But he said to me, the eye will never be the same. And I was at home for probably about three months every day. I look in the mirror. No white, pure red. No white, pure red. Until finally, I saw a speck of red and I could be able to see out of the eye. God is good. Thank God. We have an online um, testimony from Rachel Wisdom. She said, thank God for his divine protection during another year of the pandemic. He's brought us safely to the end of 2021. We continue to look to him by faith in 2022. 
Okay, we have Brother Bradley. Um, he said, praise Jesus, CCC family and everyone. God has been so merciful. I'm leaving 2021 as a first-time homeowner and has a wife. <laughs> Amen. Congratulations again, Brother Bradley. Praise God. Anyone else in the house? Sister Jay. Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord, for your goodness, your mercies, and your love. Brother um, Scarlett, you had talked about God is good to you when it comes on to finances. Um, I remember when I moved to Florida, things was getting very tough for us, so... Um, I wanted a job, so I told a couple of my friends that were nurses, and um, I came up in 2012 to go to Winterfire. I got a phone call from a friend of mine, and she said, do you still want a job? So I said, yeah, like that, you know. So she said, I think I found a job for you, and um, she had... Uh, gave me the number for the people that looking for somebody. Now with me, I cannot take a job where I'm going to be working seven days a week. So I, when I pray, I said to God, I said, Lord, you know that I cannot take a job for seven days a week, and I'm looking for your favor right now with this job. But God knew everything. Everything in my heart that I told God when I went for the interview for the job, I just like kind of sat there, just sat there, and they do the talking. I did not ask for salary, but everything that I had prayed for, God gave it to me. Everything, everything. I didn't want to work weekends. I didn't want to, I just didn't want to do a lot of stuff. And they told me, if you need a day off, just tell the, um, the church person. And I had that flexible job where if I don't work, I get paid. I go away for a week, I get paid. That was how God was so good to me. Another time, <laughs> I keep praying for my husband for him to get a raise. Fortunately, God blessed me instead of him. But, <laughs> but, but after God blessed me financially, then he blessed him. So I just want to thank God for his goodness. I, I truly trust in the Lord. Whenever I'm struggling for any form of finances, anything, I just go to him. And he doesn't just give it to me when I say I want it. He give it to me when he sees that I really want it. So I just want to give God thanks for all his goodness, his love, and his kindness towards me. Amen. Amen. Praise God, everybody. Praise God. Amen. We're going to transition one more. Anybody have one more testimony? No? All right. Come on, praise and worship. Continue to worship the Lord with us. Amen. Come on, give the Lord another round of applause tonight. Amen. Amen. If you can stand with us one more time, we invite you to stand with us. Praise God.
Continue to worship Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. The Lord is my shepherd. He goes before me. Defender behind. Sing ha 
Hallelujah. We bless your name, Lord. We praise you this afternoon, Lord. You are the King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen. We thank you for what we feel in this place tonight, Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Praise the Lord, everyone. Tonight, I will speak about our our reach spiritual journey. And um, I'll just speak a little about that. Our spiritual journey was born as our Lord identified a place for our home church and gave us the vision for the REACH project. So everyone should know by now that we, are, we have identified a building and we have prepared ourselves and we are preparing to move into this building in this coming new year. Amen? Okay, so the property value, valued at $1.7 million, is a large sum of money by any measure. So that's a daunting task. In order to purchase and outfit the property, we needed to come up with a minimum of $1.7 million. And such a sum of money seemed like a very, a very big task, intimidating. You know, it's, it's, it's overwhelming. It's a lot of money, especially because we're a small um, church. Prayer is the backbone of everything we do. And therefore, the spiritual journey became the backbone of our campaign to, to obey the direction of God and apply ourselves to realize the vision he has for the CCC, Christ Center Church, which includes this building. So, at this point, prayer became our backbone. We have always believed in prayer. It's not like this caused us to believe in it. But we have always believed in prayer. But we embrace it more right now because we are in a situation. Instead of becoming overwhelmed or anxious by what was facing us, we turn to prayer for wisdom, guidance, and miracle. We need a miracle. We believe in the word of God to pray always and let our petitions be known. I chose a scripture here, Philippians 4, 6. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. That's what we have been doing every morning between 5 and 6 a.m. Amen. 1 John 5, 14 to 15 says, And this is the confidence that we have towards him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have the request 
that we have asked for. So we know that he hears us and he's about to make it possible for us. Amen? Amen. A feature of our spiritual journey is to pray and petition God and let him know what we need to accomplish his will. So what we are doing, we're, we are, we're in the process of moving to a new building. But this is not for ourselves. This is not to say we have arrived. You know, this is a bigger building. We are moving up. No. It's so that we can reach the lost. We can reach more communities. We can reach more family. We have more room to do more projects to help people getting saved. That is the reason. Amen? We would like to encourage everyone to join us between 5 and 6 a.m. for prayer over Zoom. It is important for all of us to pray together and be in one accord just like the apostles did in the book of Acts. You remember, they were in one accord and a lot of things happened when they were in one accord. The Holy Ghost fell. (laughs) Amen. Prayer keeps us connected to God. Praying together keeps us connected to each other. When we get up in the morning at 5 and we pray, you know, we are connected. Believe it or not. And another thing, we are practicing. We're going to pray. We're going to pray in heaven. We're going to worship God. We're going to praise him. So we are practicing here. Amen? Amen. Specifically, prayer focused on the vision to help others inside our mission field will aid our obedience to his plan. The new church building is just a piece of God's plans for Christ-centered church. Don't be intimidated if you cannot pray for one full hour. I think a lot of people... That intimidates them. You know, they come and they hear and they say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not getting back on this because I can't do it. Ten minutes, that's fine. You're, you're joining with us. You're partnering with us to move forward. You're in one accord with us. And that is what we want. So don't be intimidated if you cannot pray for one full hour. If you can pray for ten minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, log on and let us do it. Amen? I encourage everyone to join us in prayer over Zoom between the hours of 5 and 6 a.m. Each week, we have a new focus topic and scripture. Our topics are targeted towards petitioning God to guide us towards accomplishing his plan in our region. We can break down the scripture so we understand it much more clearly. Then we are able to be more focused on our prayer. So if we just look at the scripture and just pray, that's one thing. But if we examine it, um, break it down, then we'll have more of that scripture. We'll understand it in such a way that we can pray about it with more, more to say. More meaningful word. Amen? So I implore you to join us between 5 a.m. and 6 for prayer. Let us pray together. Let us worship together. May God bless you and keep you. 
Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. I like what I feel, and I feel what I like. Hallelujah. It is so good to be with every one of you. God has blessed us and allowed us to move into a new year. And I like to tell us often to say, when God allow you an opportunity, it's because God has plans that include you. And so he just, he, he just doesn't allow us to go from one year to the next just because he just wants to do it. God is not like us. Everything he does has purpose and it's intentional. And for us, sometimes we do things and we do it just because, or we do it because someone else did it. But whatever God does, it's intentional and he has purpose. And so we're grateful and thankful that God see fit to continue to include us in his plans. Just to add to what Brother Scarlett said earlier and Brother Henry said just a few moments ago about our building. <laughs> Something very interesting about our building that I think about and have thought about quite recently. The actual sale price of the building is $1.69 million. That's the actual sale price. The building is 17,000 square foot prime real estate in this community here. And in case we haven't realized that God has already opened the door, I want to get this out so people understand that we're, God is not opening the door. The door is already open. Because for a seller to offer us the building, the property, and allow us to go in contract where we signed the dotted line, he signed the dotted line, and now we're now both he and our congregation are in contract to purchase that property. That's a miracle. Because if that man did not put the building up for sale when he did, and he waited a whole year and put it up, that building might be somewhere between 1.75 or even 18, 1.8 million dollars. So for him to offer us to, to buy the building and we don't have to buy it until a year later, already we don't even realize it, but we have equity in the property and we haven't even bought it yet. You got to think what God is doing and look a little deeper into stuff sometimes. And so there's equity in the property and we haven't purchased it yet. And then on top of it, we, are, we, we have the opportunity to purchase it with a tenant in the property. Now, the property is 17,000 square foot. Obviously, our congregation is not that huge where we need all 17,000 um, square foot. So the bottom line is it is a good thing that we have a tenant using a portion of it because we couldn't use all of it even if we wanted to right now. We don't need all of it. And so to go in with a tenant that's going to be paying rent to us with equity that, you know, the, the owner, the seller of the property allow us to have, God has already opened the door. It's not opening. It's not going to open. It's already open. So that's what we need to understand that way we don't hold back. We just know, okay, Lord, as a matter of fact, 
I, I get a little excited because I know, okay, what we have committed is nowhere close to what the, uh, the selling price is. And so I'm all smiles, just sitting on the front row, doing the best that I can, encouraging you to do the best that you can and watch God do what God do. <laughs> that's, that, that, that's exciting when you watch God do what he does. You can't figure it out. You can't do it, but you just know, watch God do this thing and watch him do something amazing. I want to see how he does it. We can't do anything about it. All we can do is just watch God do what God does. And so I'm excited for what God is doing. But we have to realize the responsibility that God has placed upon us. He's entrusting us with this responsibility to go forward and to reach our lost world all around us. All around our communities, he is saying, I'm entrusting you all to do this. And that's why I'm entrusting you with this property because I have great things in store for this community. So we ought to be thankful and celebrate to say, God, you have trusted us to go forward to do some great things. You need to start witnessing to your family. Don't worry about their response. Don't worry about your family's response. Just start witnessing to them. So when we walk into that building, that's just when they're going to say, you know what? I need to come to church. Start witnessing to your family now. So when the door is open and we outfit the building, somehow, some way, they're going to say, you know, you still have church at 1030 on Sundays? And we're going to say, sure we do. And they're going to say, I'm coming this Sunday. And sometimes, you know, family members from out the blue say those things to you and you, 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 you get a little like surprise. Don't be surprised. I was a little surprised the other day and I had to, you know, elbow my own self. My neighbor that doesn't talk to anybody. He, 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 it's like he hides. He doesn't want to talk to anybody. All of a sudden he started to talk to me. The other day he stopped. Yeah. How you been? I'm like, is this the neighbor that just hide all the time? Never want to talk like you say hi. And, you know, he doesn't even want to wave. He tried to avoid you so he doesn't have to wave. And now you want to stop and have conversation. But guess what? I had, to, I had to remind myself that I've been praying for my neighbors. And so I said, Wayne, you've been praying for your neighbors. God is answering prayers. And so I'm telling you, start witnessing to your family members, start witnessing to your neighbors, even if it's just being friendly with them. So when the door is open for us to go in and take control of that property where we can have however many souls we want to reach for the Lord in that building, when we can have them to come in, God will open that door that they will come in. So support us on this because it's the will of God, the vision of God, and not the vision of man. So we want you to get behind it. Give sacrificially. Don't give because you have it, but give beyond what you can afford so God can show you a miracle in your life. Who wants a miracle in their life? Amen. I want a miracle in my life. And sometimes we want miracles, but we don't want to step out on faith for miracles. You can't get a miracle unless you step out on faith. If you have $100,000 in the bank and you give 50000 you didn't step out on faith. You got quiet now. See that? See, see how we do? We like miracles. But as soon as I tell you how the miracle is going to work, you get quiet. I don't want the miracle then because I don't want to go through all that. <laughs> you know? 
When, when, when you're going to see a miracle, you're going to have to go beyond your means. You're going to step out on faith and say, God, I'm only doing this on the strength of you and not on my own strength. And that is what God will use to show you a miracle. So stick with us. God's going to do something great. And also, I like to tell you this because I want you to know where we're going. If the Lord tarries, we don't know yet who our future pastor will be of this congregation. So you never know if you invest. It could be your child, could be your nephew, could be your sibling. We don't know who God's going to use next to lead this church. So I'm, I, I like to put that out there because I don't want people to think this is my church. This is not my church. This is the Lord's church, and he allows me to pastor this church. And there will be a day when he says, all right, Wayne, step aside. Let me put the next pastor in place and keep moving my vision ahead. So if you are truly a part of the kingdom of God and you believe God is doing some great things, get involved because you could be the one that God used mightily to do something great. Your family could be blessed and saved because you stuck with it and you allowed God to work in your life. At this time, we're going to take some prayer requests and then we'll have Brother Scarlett do a selection and then I'll just share with you something that is very encouraging tonight. So if you have any prayer requests, I want you to stand with me tonight. We're going to go before the Lord in prayer. I want you to pray with me tonight for Brother Sherman Jones, the Josephine husband. Um, They had to take him to the hospital today. Um, I talked to him earlier and, um, you know, Men don't usually tell you everything about their sickness. They don't usually tell you all of what they're feeling, especially, you know, real men. If, 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 real, if there's a flaw with real men, the flaw is we don't like to act like we can get sick. So uh, he was sick, you know, more than he was letting on to. And so they had to take him to the emergency room. Now we got to pray because here's my um, Uh, conundrum here's my conundrum with them taking him to the emergency room i I just haven't had good experience lately with my family in hospitals i feel like the way our hospitals operate these days they 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 put you in a bad spot um when you especially when they have to treat you if if there's you know the virus situation i I get a little concerned about that so i need you to help me pray tonight for brother sherman jones because because if it if we if if they could have helped it today he wouldn't have went to the emergency room but i guess we couldn't help it because he needed treatment. But I just don't trust the hospitals right now, not because they're trying to do bad, but it's just the system is not set up the best way possible. You know, when, when you go into the hospital and they say you got to stay in this room, don't come out, you know, we're going to you know do whatever we can, but you got to stay, you know, in this area. You can't move. That's never good. You know, especially when we know we're supposed to try to move around a little bit. You know what I mean? And so they're going to tell you, stay here. You can't move. You can't walk around and stretch your legs. So that's a big problem. I have a problem with that. But they don't have, you know, they don't, they can't do any better. You know, I don't know. I'm I'm head nurse. Maybe one day y'all got to talk to them and tell them maybe they need to schedule people you know, every half hour to get up out of their room and be able to walk around, you know, the area where they are so they can stretch their leg. But we can't keep them secluded in the room and they can't move. That's not good. No staff and all of that stuff. I'm just, I'm not feeling the hospitals and I know they're there to help us. So we need the power of God to touch him is all I'm really saying that he can get up out of that hospital. Right. That's all I'm really saying. We need the power of God to touch our brother that he can get up out of there and be well, because, man, you don't you're not getting the best of the best right now. And it's not their fault. It's not their fault. What are they going to do? 
What are they going to do? So I understand it, but I want to see God touch him and heal him. So Brother Sherman Jones, is there anyone else that have a prayer request um, that we need to mention as we pray tonight? Pray for the nurses. Mm -hmm. Sister Cummins, you put your hand up. Did you say anything? Pansy Cummins. All right. Pray for the nurses. We, we've got a lot of nurses in our church, so we, you know, we need to pray for them. Amen. If I, if I had to do, I said the other day, I would, um, I would get a, um, a, a testing um, site. Yeah, I, I, would, I would get a testing site and pay y'all a ton of money so y'all don't have to deal with the hospitals. But I don't know how that works. But if I had a lot of money, I'd do it. Joe, give it to me. David's mother. Okay, what is it? Healing? She need healing? Okay. Oof. So we need to pray for Sherman Jones for healing. He's battling the, the, the virus. Uh, we need to pray for David's mother. She has cancer. We need to pray for her to be healed. We need to pray for Pansy Cummins that God will touch her body and that she will heal and that he will touch her mind as well. We need to pray for our nurses that God will give them the strength they need, the courage they need, the protection they need, the provision that they need because they have a lot going on and they're trying to do their best, but it's still a challenge for them. Any, any other prayer requests? Are we getting anything online? Are we getting anything online? No, no prayer requests online. Yes, ma'am. Pastor Lewis' daughter. Yes, keep her in prayer. I'm not going to remember all of this, so everybody pay attention and hold on to what you want to remember and pray. So between all of us, we will pray what we need to pray. Pastor Lewis's daughter, she was taken to the emergency room today. I know that they said they gave her some medicine, but we still want to pray that God will continue to touch her body and heal her. Amen. Pray for my wife. A lot of um, folks from our congregation um, have been affected by the virus in some way, shape, or form. Pray for our congregation that God will continue to protect and keep us, that we will, you know, be able to continue going forward. Yes, ma'am. Okay, pray for Shauna for healing. Amen. Pray for Shauna for healing. She got to bring that baby boy to us. Amen. <laughs> so let's pray for Shauna. Amen. And let's pray that we will begin to respond here the voice of God, that we will begin to receive understanding from the word of God, from, from, from just God just giving us understanding. Uh, I, I'm feeling strongly in this, in this time that we're not taking God's word and apply it to our life. I'm going to sound like a broken record because I say this a lot lately, but I don't think we're taking God's word and apply it like we should. And, and, and it's two components to that. Either we are receiving it, but we're not responding in obedience. We're understanding it, but we're not responding in obedience. We're just getting head knowledge. Either we're doing that or somehow when we hear it, we still don't know how to make it practical in our life where we apply it in our life. So pray that God will help us to apply his word in our life. We need to be able to look back in 2022 and see growth in our life. 
We need to look back and see growth in every aspect of our life. So when January, February, March come of next year, you want to look back and say, man, God did bring me a little ways since the new year start. And so that's what we want. So let's pray about those things and ask God's will to be done. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we come to you in the name of the Lord. Asking, touching, and agreeing tonight, Lord God, that you will truly hear our petitions, our requests, and you grant them according to your will. I pray tonight, Lord, for Brother Sherman Jones. Father, I command the sickness that is in his body to come out of his body according to the authority of the word of God and the power of the name of Jesus. I command the sickness to come out of his body and to free his body. I pray, O oh God, that by your strife he will be healed, Lord God, and that he will be made whole even now, Lord, that you will give him strength Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, raise him up out of that hospital tonight, Lord God. Give him what he needs, oh great God, that he will walk out of that hospital tomorrow brand new, Lord Jesus. I pray tonight, almighty God, for Shauna, that you will touch her body and that you will heal her body and that you will give her strength in her body in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for Pansy, Lord God, touch her from the crown of her head, the sole of her feet that the power of the Holy Ghost will overshadow her, Lord God, and that healing will flow in her body, Lord God. Touch her mind, Lord God, and her mind will be sharp, Lord God. I pray for David's mother, Lord, and I command the cancer in her body to be dried up, Lord God, and to come out of her body, Lord. Heal her body, Lord Jesus, from that cancer and make her whole. Oh, Father, I pray that by your strength she will be healed. I pray, God, that you have your way with David's mother, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, touch our nurses, almighty God. I pray that you will continue to shield them, that you will continue to protect them. Let no harm or danger come to them. I pray, Lord God, that you will grant them favor and provision, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, that you will give them courage, almighty God, and that your will be done in their life, Lord God. Bless and keep our nurses, Lord God. Touch them in a special way. I pray, oh God, for Pastor Lewis's daughter, that you will heal her body, touch her mind, and let your will be done in her, Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, now I ask, Almighty God, that you will do a work in us individually, collectively, that, Lord, as we hear the Word of God, as the Word of God is spoken into our hearing, as we read the Word of God, that you will give us understanding of it, Lord, that you'll impart wisdom to us, Lord, that we're able to apply your word in our life. For God, we want to experience growth. We want to know our purpose in you and walk in our purpose and walk by faith. Help us tonight, Lord God. Do a work in us tonight, Lord God. Hear our petitions will you, Lord, and grant them according to your will for all the congregation of this church, Lord God, I pray for every person that is battling sickness, that is challenged, Lord God, in sickness, Lord God, that have been compromised, Almighty God. I pray that you will deliver them. I pray that you will set them free. I pray, oh God, that you will move upon them and that by your strife they will be
your protection will come upon them and your will be done in their life. Oh God, we thank and praise you tonight. We bless your holy name and we thank you, Lord. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Let's thank the Lord right now. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, we bless your name. We bless your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Worship the Lord with us as Brother Scarlet comes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, worship the Lord. Come on, thank the Lord tonight. Is he the source of your strength? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I was standing in the back and I was thinking about Pastor Nella. I said, you know, there's some things that you automatically do when you, uh, you know, was under a man of God um, for a very long time. There's some things that automatically you do. And there's some things you said, only he can do that. But y'all going to push me to do some things that he did and y'all going to not be liking me. And one of the things he used to do that I want to say to y'all sometime is nobody do nothing. Pay attention to me. Because sometimes you're like, why is everybody doing something? Everybody doing something. When are we going to stop and pay attention? And then I'll do the Dr. Jeffers on y'all and start walking around and says, so sister, what did you get from the word tonight? Yeah, that's, that's, that's Brother Jeffers all day long. Any, anytime he preach, he get done. Sooner or later, he make his way. And all the people he encounter, he asks them. So what you thought of the word tonight? I remember one year. Somebody was working in the kitchen while he was preaching, but he didn't know they was working in the kitchen. And so he got them preaching and somehow he, you know, get around to that person. And he said, so, sis, what did you think of the message tonight? Person started stumbling and bumbling. And finally, the person had to say, well, I wasn't in the sanctuary. And of course, you know, he gave them an earful. Yeah. So I got to start asking you all the question. What do you get from the message? And then I got to start saying, nobody do anything else. If you're in the hallway, come in the sanctuary. Just saying. I know why they do it. I know why they do what they do. Man, I want to see people grow in Christ and do what God has saved them to do and brought them in the kingdom to do. And so sometimes we got to just get focused. Amen. I don't care how gifted you are. Sometimes you just got to be focused. I know children... They can be all over the place and still know what you're saying, but but that, that we still don't need it to be that way because sooner or later they're going to have to grow up and be focused on what they're hearing. And not every uh, every child. Um, I always tease Zori because Faithy is smarter than Zori, but it messed her up because she was smart. You follow what I'm saying? You will see this a lot. Faithy was naturally gifted, right? So she could not pay attention and just know stuff. But what it does with people like that is they don't study, they don't think about stuff, they just do everything because they know, I can just just get it. And the ones that got to study like Zori and get all into it, you got to focus because you know, I, I'm not that gifted, I got to really work at this. So watch out, young people, when you are really just that smart and gifted that you think that, ah, I don't got to give all that attention to it. Always give attention to it because at some point in time in your life, that 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 smartness, that 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 giftedness, when you get older, you can't do a whole lot of things and still get that going. You got to pay attention and be focused. So start paying attention in church. Make that something that you decide to do that at some point in time you get locked in and forget about everything else. And I think we normally supposed to do that during the preaching of the word of God probably during the time of worship and at the altar call. Maybe anything else during that service, maybe you can be all over the place, okay? I think maybe that's why we do our offering service the way we do it, because offering service is a good time to kind of chitty-chat and do some other things. 
But when it comes down to praise and worship, it comes down to the preaching of the word, and it comes down to an altar call, we ought to be locked in, man. We ought to be locked in. So hopefully we can take that and go with. So let me share something with you tonight as we, you know, the clock tick closer to 12 midnight. I want to share with you in the word of the Lord in Romans chapter 8, verse 31. I'll read all the way through 39, but I'm only going to start with verse 31. Romans chapter 8, verse 31. I'm going to read verse 31, and then we'll talk a little bit about that and then get more into the word of God as we work towards 12 midnight, as we step into a new day and a new year. Romans chapter 8, verse number 31. The Bible says in verse 31, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for us, who can be against us? And for the next few moments, I want to talk to you on this topic, and I want you to hold on to this topic. I want you to praise God in this topic, and I want you to leave here tonight, and as we end our service, wherever you are, I want you to hold on to this, because this word tonight is going to help you, and it's going to carry you during those days where you don't feel like going anymore. I want to talk to you on this topic, God is for us. God is for us. I know sometimes we look at all that is happening around us and we wonder, God, are you for me? If you are, why are you letting all this stuff happen to me? Why are you letting all this stuff happen to us? And we truly can say for the past two years, solid two years now, I mean, it seems like six months, but for the past two years now, we have been dealing with a pandemic and it has affected all of us in some way, shape, or form. And whether you said it out loud or you just said it within yourself, At some point, you have to say to God, God, where are you? Are you for us or are you not for us? Are we really the children of God or are we just believing something that's just not even really true? At some point, we were thinking like that or we were asking God, what is going on here, Lord? Let me tell you this. God is not the direct cause of all that is happening all around us. Somebody ought to say amen for that. God is not the direct cause of the pandemic. God is not the direct cause for us losing our loved ones. God is not the direct cause of us getting sick. God is not the direct cause for all the things that are happening around us. So when we say, God, what are you doing? We need to know that God is not the direct cause of what's happening around us. 
God is not blameworthy because of all the bad things that is happening around us. No, he's not. We don't have to blame him. We should not blame him. It is not him why all these things are happening around us. Let me tell you this. The cause of the tragedies around us is because of Satan, the devil, Beelzebub. It is because of Satan why we experience tragedy. It is also because of sinful choices we make that we experience bad things. It's also because we're living in a sinful world while we're experiencing things like we experience. But God is not the blame for what we're experiencing. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. The devil is real, church. We sleep on him sometimes and think he's not real. But the devil, he is real. And let me tell you something. When we choose to sin, it always amounts to something. And sooner or later, your sin will find you out. So our sin is what sometimes causes us to experience the things we're experiencing. And then how many people are living in our world that are not of God? They're ungodly. There's a lot of people in this world that are ungodly. And because of these things, we experience tragedy. We experience things that are bad. We experience hurt. We experience pain. We experience death. But it's not because God is not for us. Woo, somebody help me here today. Even though God permits or allow bad things to happen, Scripture never lays the blame at his feet because God is for us. Somebody say amen. When tragedy or bad things happen to us, our prayer should be God. You allowed this to happen to me. God, you allowed this pandemic to come to our world all across our globe. You allowed this pandemic. God, why did you allow it? This is what we should be praying instead of getting concerned and worried about what it's going to do. We should be asking God, God, you allowed this to happen. What is it? Should we? What is it that we need to learn from this. Anybody praying that prayer? God, what are we supposed to learn from what's going on? Not only what are we supposed to learn, we're supposed to say, God, what are we supposed to do now that we have learned from this situation? This is what we need to pray when we're going through these situations. We need to say, God, you allowed this to happen. Oh, can you show us what we need to learn from why this happened and show us what we can do because this has happened. Is anybody asking God, what can we do now that this has happened? Church, I got to tell you this. And I tell you with love. I tell you with compassion, but I must tell you the truth. If we allow all that is going on around us to take up more of our attention than what we give to God. If we allow what is going on in our life, I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's a pandemic. I don't care if it's sickness. I don't care if it's death. Oh, go ahead and mourn your death. Go ahead and do what you can to get people healed. But I'm here to tell you nothing in this world or out of this world should get more attention than God. David said, 
I prefer God over the very life, over the very breath that I breathe. You know why he said that? You know why David said, I prefer God more than the very breath that I breathe? Because the breath that he breathed came from God. That's the reason why he can say, I prefer God over everything. I prefer God over everything because whatever is taken from me, God can give me that and more. But we allow our focus. I don't care how articulate we become. I don't care how intelligent we become. I'm here to tell you the same basic principles of God. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. He says, love your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength. And so I'm here to tell you that God must be before everything. And when you look over your life and you begin to see things coming before God and you put more time in other things, more than you put in God, you ought to say, God, forgive me because something is wrong. I don't care what it is for God I live and for God I die we cannot allow anything to come before God in our life we cannot allow ourselves to put more effort and time and energy into anything more than we put it into God more than we put it into prayer more than we put it into studying and fellowship With the word of God. God's plan for us. Cost him dearly. That's how much God is for you. You see that? God is so for you. That his plan cost him everything. He didn't just give up something for you. He gave up everything for you, which was his life. And so I'm here to tell you, we have no excuse as to why we're holding back from God. Because God is for us. And he showed us by giving of himself. Mm-hmm. 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 Hear this. God will also do whatever else that is necessary. He will give us all godly things and to conform us to the image of Jesus Christ. In 2 Peter 1 and 3, look at what the scripture says in 2 Peter 1 and 3. Heavy scripture right here. If you read your Bible, you will realize that God is talking to you and God is telling you some good stuff. Brother Henry, you love the word of God, so let me talk to you. Look at what it says here in 2 Peter 1 and 3. According as his divine power had given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that had called us to glory and virtue. But go back, according as his divine power had given unto us all things. God is so for you that he gave his life for you, and he didn't just stop there. He says, not only am I giving my life for you, but I'm going to give you all things that pertains to life and godliness. Do we know that's in the Bible? Do we know that's in the Bible, that God manifests himself 
and became human and then laid down that life so we could have eternal life. And then on top of that, he said, and guess what? I'm not just stopping there. I'm going to allow you to experience all things that pertain to life and godliness. God is for you, church. God is for you. God is for you. God is for you. God is for us. And we got to get that burned in our mind. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. It doesn't matter what it looks like all around us. It doesn't matter how much hurt, how much pain, how much sickness, how much disease. It doesn't matter how much death. It does not matter how much we are going through. God is still for us. Listen to me. God is so for you that when other people try to discredit you or come against you, God says, I already justified them. I already made them innocent. I already made them free. God has set it up so good because he's so for you that even when people try to come against you, God says, no, you won't. Because God is for you. He won't even let anybody else do anything to you. He says, I'm for you. That's how much I'm for you. I tell people all the time, when you upset with someone and you mad at someone, don't waste your time on it. Don't go to God about it. God ain't telling you nothing about nobody else. God is only talking to you about you. Stop praying about somebody else. God, help them to be this. God, help them to be that. The only thing you need to pray for God to do for somebody is to save their soul or to touch their body and heal them. Other than that, don't ask God to do nothing for nobody else because he ain't doing it. He wants you to come to him about you. Unless you're praying for salvation or you're praying for healing for somebody else, don't pray nothing else about it. Because God will not talk to you and you'll be wasting your time and get frustrated with God. If the new year is anything like the past two years, then we know there will be much uncertainty. But instead of focusing on and being concerned about the uncertainties, let us focus on this certainty. God is for us. The new year will bring about the favor of God. Yes, you will experience the favor of God. The new year will bring about the blessings of God. The new year will bring about the provision of God. But it also will bring about trials. It also will bring about distress. It also will bring about challenges. It also will bring about disappointments. Maybe for some, it may also bring about persecution. It may also bring about hurt and possible loss. But in all these things, we will experience in the upcoming year, one thing is for sure, God is for us. So don't forget that. 
when you start to go through whatever you're going through. When the new year starts and you have a fresh perspective look on what's going on or what you can accomplish. When something don't go your way, don't walk away from God. When something don't go your way, don't give up on God. When you go through your pain and your hurt, don't give up on God because God is for you. My God, listen to me. We cannot allow anything as we go into this new year to separate us from the love of God. We cannot allow anything to separate us from the love of God. Church, let me tell you this. I, I say this till I'm blue in the face. You probably can't see that I'm blue in the face because I'm a dark-skinned person, so you couldn't, probably can't see the blue. But I say it all the time, and I know I'm blue in the face. What do you say all the time, preacher, till you're blue in the face? I try to tell people, stop going around saying how much God is for you and how much God loves you, and you ain't loving him back. We keep on going around bragging about how good God is. We keep going around and say how God is for us. But what are we doing to show God we are for him? Are you for God like God is for you? Because what God did to show you he is for you, he gave his life. What God did to show you he was for you, he kept you. What God did to show you he's for you, he blessed you. And he keep on blessing you. And he keep on giving to you. And he keeps on providing for you. So God is showing you that he's for you. My question to us, how are we showing God we are for him? How are we showing God? How will you show God in 2022 that you are for him? I tell you all the time, gathering, assembling ourselves in the house of God is not showing God we're for him. Preacher, why are you saying that? Because when you come to church, your mind is on you want to be blessed. I would love to know from from the, the truth. In people's heart, how many people come to church when they wake up that morning and they say, God, this is the day you have made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. But here's what I'm going to do, Lord. I am giving to you. I'm surrendering all of myself to you. So today when I go to church, I work through. I want to go into the building and I want to be able to be a blessing to somebody. Whether I got to pray for them, that's what I want to do. Whether I want to befriend them, that's what I want to do. Whether I want to encourage them with your word or whether I want to pray, lay hands on them that you can do something. Whatever it is that you want to do through me today, Lord, if you don't do nothing for me in the service today, I'm okay. But if you want to use me today, Lord, to be a blessing to somebody else, then use me, Lord. When you step out of your house on Sunday mornings uh, and you step into the house of God, uh, do you think that way? Or do you step into the house of God and say, God, I need you to talk to me. Oh, God, I need you to bless me. Oh, God, I need you to provide for me. Oh, God, I need you to hear my prayers. Oh, God, I need you to refresh me. That's what we say when we come. So when you come into the house of the Lord, How are you showing God that you are for him? Are you helping him to show him you're for him? Because that's how we show people we're for them. When we support them, when we help them, when we know they're in need, we said, let me help you with that. Let me do this for you when we know they're in need. That's how we show people that we are for them. 
That's how God showed you. He was for you. The Bible says he loved us while we were yet sinners. So God says when you were incapable, when you were deceived, when you were just consumed by sin, I was for you. And that's why I died for you even when you didn't know me. Because I'm for you. So now that you know God is for you, are you for him? The Apostle Paul said it this way. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conqueror through him that love us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, or any creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The Apostle Paul is never going to allow anything to separate us from him. So the question now is, will you allow anything to separate you from Christ? Because here is what you got to get. God won't allow you to be separated from him. However, here is where the caveat is. No man can pluck you out of my hand. That's what he says. Here's the rub. But if you decide to walk out of his hand, he won't stop you. So as long as you yield to God, nothing can separate you from him because he will not allow anybody to snatch you from him. So as long as you yield to God, as long as you stay connected to God, nothing will be able to separate you from the love of God. Now, the question is, will you allow anything to separate you from God? Will you walk away because of whatever might happen to you? Will you stop serving God because of whatever you may experience? Hmm. Listen to me. We're going to go through a whole lot of things in 2022. There's always going to be good and bad. To deceive ourselves and think that 2022 is just going to be bliss. Everything is going to be wonderful and God is going to, you know, we like to say all the nice stuff. God is going to restore all that we had lost. All that the canker worm is eating, all that the palmer worm is eating. We got all these scriptures that we quote at the beginning of the year about how God's going to restore. We will suffer some loss. We will experience some hurt. Some disappointments will be in there. We will be weary sometimes. We will get weak sometimes. Oh, there's things that's going to happen. There's good things that's going to happen. But there's bad things. There's tragedy that will happen. Will there be anything that will separate you from the love of God? Because God is for you. God is for you. And what we have to get to that place is saying, God, you allowed this to happen. Can you help me to understand what can I learn from this? You allowed it to happen. You didn't stop it. So reason number one, if you didn't stop it, it means it couldn't destroy you. If God allow it, it's because it's not going to destroy you. If it was going to destroy you, he would have stopped it. So because he allow it, now the question is, okay, you allow it, Lord. 
Now our question need to be, what do I need to learn from it while you, while you allow it? And then when you get to that place, you can go ahead and ask him also, now what should I do now that I know you allowed it? The Bible says we are more than conquerors. We're more than conquerors of our trials. We're more than conquerors of our setbacks. We're more than conquerors of our sickness. We're more than conquerors of the hurt that we experience. Mm, mm, mm. Hear me, church. Hear me. I'm telling you, if you will ever just get a glimpse of what God has in store for you, if you will ever get just a teeny weeny bit of understanding of what the future holds for you in Christ, when you go through your hurt, when you go through your loss, when you go through your disappointment, when you go through your frustration, when you go through your sickness, whenever you go through your struggles, you will not allow it to make you drift. You will not allow it to make you move away from the promises of God because you know the things that God has in store for you eyes have not seen ears have not heard neither have entered into the heart of man the things that God has in store for us please church I'm begging you Know that God is for you and don't let anything get in the way of you continuing to follow and seeking after God. Your life is not more valuable than you having a relationship with God. You missed it. It might have went over your head. Your life is not more valuable than you having a right relationship with God. If God says you have a right relationship with me. Or, uh, you know, whatever. You choose right relationship with God every time. Every time. Because we can't lose sight that God is the giver of life. We can't lose sight that when you choose Jesus, you choose everything. Woo! <laughs> you missed it. You ever heard... The mighty man of God, David, talked about the prophet that came to him, I believe, or the angel of the Lord came to him. Give him a choice to fall in the hands of an angry God or to fall in the hands of your enemy, something like that. Yes. And, and David, because David knew God, he says, I'd rather fall in the hands of the angry God. You see, how, you see, that's somebody that know God. Some of y'all, you'd be like, because you got to think about it. David was so skilled in fighting. David could have said, please, let me, let me deal with this joker. Let me deal with man. Let me fall. So he could have chose that and bring those men down because David knew how to fight. And he had men with him that knew how to fight. So he probably could be thinking in his mind, I can defeat that. So I'm not worried about it. So let me just deal with that instead of, you know, fall in the hands of an angry God. But because David knew God, David said, let me fall in the hands of an angry God. You know why? Because God is compassionate, because God is merciful, because God is for me, because God loves me. So I'll rather God be upset with me and I still be on his side than to be any place else because in Jesus is everything. God is for us. As we go into 2022, we want to make that note in our spirit, in our heart, that God is for us. Whatever trial we may meet with, there is 
there's a great certainty that we ought to rest upon to know that God is for us. This new year will be a year of great opportunities. I'm closing with this. This is what God dropped in my spirit more than anything else. The Bible talks about where sin abound, grace abound much more. There's so many thoughts that you can garner from that. But one of the thoughts that you want to garner from that is when things are bad, it make way for things to be good. You missed that. He said where sin abounded. It means where there were chaos and ungodliness. He said while all of that was going on, grace abound more than all of that. What I'm saying is, no matter how bad things are, it will allow you to now see the goodness of God. If things don't get bad, you will never learn to appreciate the goodness of God. And so, as we go into 2022, here is what you be, need to be prepared for. Opportunities. God is going to use all of what's going on in our world to bring about a great opportunity for people, for people to be saved, for people to be healed, for people to be delivered, for people to be blessed, for people to really come to know God and do ministry like they've never done it. All of what has transpired, it's given us the way for what God will show us as opportunities. And so I want you to know tonight, God has great things in plan. God has great things in store for you. Stand with me. God has great things in store for you. There is great opportunities that is before us. I will tell you unequivocally that greater days are ahead. Greater opportunities are ahead for all of us. If we will trust God and we will not separate ourselves from God, God is for us. And when God is for us, who or what can be against us? We just have to trust God and know that everything that happens will bring about opportunity for us to flourish in God. For us to flourish in this life and for people to know God and to be saved. Why don't you lift your hand with me tonight, wherever you are in this sanctuary, at home, wherever you are at home. Lift your hands and go before the Lord tonight and begin to call on his name. Let God open your eyes to see the opportunities that he has in store for you. For God has opportunities ready and waiting for you. He just wants you to step into it tonight. He don't want you to wait. He don't want you to delay. He wants you to step into those opportunities that he has in store for you. Because where sin abound, grace abound that much more. And God has great thing in store for you and me as we go into 2022. God is ready to unleash all the power and the glory from heaven that the power of God will be revealed and people will never be the same. Oh, there's opportunities that's before us. There's great opportunities before us if we will trust God, if we will stand on His Word, if we will not allow ourselves to be separated from Him. Somebody call out to the name of Jesus. Call on the Lord to 
this morning and say, God, help me to look to you and to stand on your promises and claim the will of God to be done in my life. Oh, God, you are for us. God is for us. God is for us. And if God is for us, who can be against us? Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Wait upon the Lord. He will renew your strength. I'm going to wait Yes, Lord. I'm going to wait on you. I'm going to wait on you. Yes.
instead of complaining, I will just wait, Jesus. I will praise you, Jesus. I will praise you, Jesus. I will praise you, Jesus. In the middle of the struggle, Jesus. I will wait on you. Wait on the Lord. He will renew your strength. So wait, I say, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. That I am right now Wasn't holding you up So there's nothing I can do To let you down Doesn't take a trophy 